0: Welcome to Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents A Halloween Visit This tale opens late in the evening on Halloween and we find Gabriella Morrison, a former jazz singer but can no longer sing, who is in her 80s wearing a robe with a cigarette in one hand and a glass of gin in the other, slowly dancing in her living room to jazz music coming from a small speaker on a table. All of a sudden, the doorbell rings, causing her to stop dancing and stare at the door irritated. Gabriella puts her drink down on the table, then turns the music off, then shuffles towards the door. Reaching the door, she steadies herself by holding onto the handle, then opens it. Gabriella finds two teenage boys, obviously too old to be trick-or-treating, in half-assed costumes, standing with bags out and open. Trick-or-treat! Gabriella, annoyed, looks back at a large clock on the wall, then back at the boys.
1: It's nearly eleven o'clock. Yeah, sorry. All the candy is gone, but here...
0: Gabriella reaches into her robe pocket and pulls out two small bottles of alcohol, and hands each boy one. They stare back at her in disbelief.
1: Uh, are these bottles of gin?
0: Gabriella looks at the boy inquisitively.
1: Are those five o'clock shadows?
0: Patrick holds his bottle up.
1: I think mine is rum, actually. It's late at night. Your parents clearly don't give a care about you, and neither do I. So, enjoy your treats.
0: The boys look at each other and smile. Then, back at Gabriella,
1: Um, thanks. Good night. Never come here again.
0: Gabriella slams the door, then staggers over to the table, turning the music back on. She closes her eyes and sways her head to the music, as she picks up the glass of gin and takes a drink. Then lights another cigarette, taking a deep drag off of it which causes a coughing fit. <laughs> Gabriella stops coughing and is about to take another drink of gin when the doorbell rings again. Agitated, she turns the music off again and makes her way to the door and swings it open, finding Emma dressed in a grim reaper costume.
1: Listen, the candy's all gone. It's very late. I'm an old woman and also drunk, so go home to your neglectful parents. Uh, sorry? I don't know what you're
2: talking about. I'm here because it's your time. I'm a grim reaper.
0: Gabriella cocks her head to the side and stares at Emma, trying to comprehend what was just said.
2: What? I'm here to collect your soul.
0: Gabriella shakes her head in amazement.
1: Listen, you got yourself a grim reaper costume, and I'm sure that's fun for you. But I've no time for these silly games, so if you'll just.
0: Without warning, Emma suddenly disappears from the porch, then reappears sitting in the living room, causing Gabriella to do a double take.
1: What? <gasps> How did you.
2: How did I get past you into your living room?
0: Gabriella looks at Emma, then points at the chair she is sitting in.
1: That's my chaise lounge. Only I sit there.
0: Emma looks down at the chair, then slowly stands up, motioning toward a couch.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. How rude of me.
1: I'll just move over here.
0: Gabriella grabs hold of the open door and points outside.
1: No, you will get out of my house. Right now.
0: Emma pauses and looks at Gabriella. Then slowly sits down on the couch.
1: Oh, shut the door. You're letting all the heat out. I will not shut the door until your ass is on the other side of it.
2: You killed a woman in 1958.
0: Gabriella stares at Emma in silence. Then slowly closes the door.
1: That's a good girl.
0: Gabriella, nervous, takes several small steps toward Emma.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never killed anyone. Her name was
2: Marla Howard. She found out you were sleeping with her husband and was threatening to tell the whole world that you'd slept your way into a record deal.
0: Gabriella puts her hands on her hips.
1: Marla Howard? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. She died in a terrible accident.
0: Emma points at Gabriella.
1: An accident that
2: you caused.
0: Emma puts both hands in the air and performs a pushing motion.
2: You pushed her in front of that bus.
0: Gabriella, angry, steps back to the door, grabbing hold of the handle.
1: You need to leave my house.
0: Emma leans back in the couch.
2: Marla Howard was a decent woman. She had quite the future ahead of her. Did you know that she was an animal lover? If she'd lived, she would have gone on to open up a sanctuary for former circus animals. That was her life path. A life path that you cut short.
0: Gabriella lets go of the door handle, becoming very animated.
1: Would she have rescued cute little animals with big, sad eyes? Who cares? Certainly not you. That's fox fur on your cape.
0: Emma looks at her cape. Then at Gabriella.
1: Oh, well, that's not. It's not.
0: Gabriella takes several more steps towards Emma.
1: Don't try to deny it. I'm a woman who knows her furs. And why your parents let you use real fox fur in the construction of a ridiculous Halloween costume, I'm sure I don't know. You must be one of those spoiled rich girls suffering from affluenza. So why don't you just. Head on home and whine to your daddy until he buys you something pretty. Emma snaps her fingers.
2: Yes, there's that sharp tongue you've always been known for.
0: Gabriella holds her hands out, motioning to her house and belongings.
1: Listen, young lady, I'm not wealthy, so if you're here to blackmail me, I can't afford to pay you in any serious way. I'm not here to
2: blackmail you. I don't have any physical evidence anyway. Of course
1: you don't, because it never happened. Oh, but it did. You see, I was there.
0: Gabriella scratches the side of her head.
1: (laughs) You can't be more than, what, like 30? You sound like a child. You weren't there in 1958.
2: First of all... I am 139 years old. Old enough to be your grandma. So I'll have you show me some respect.
1: Oh, please.
2: Second, I was most definitely there. I was the reaper in charge of escorting Marla Howard's soul into the afterlife.
1: Marla Howard was a nasty piece of work. A spoiled rich woman with nothing better to do than spread lies about hard-working girls such as myself. The world is better off without her. Hmm. So
2: you're not at all sorry that you killed her? I didn't kill her. Fine. Half a your way. Doesn't matter. It's not why I'm here. Ah, right.
1: You're here to collect my soul.
2: Well, perhaps. Was hoping we might come to an agreement.
1: Do you mind if I drink? I'd offer you one, but I suppose ghosts have no need of liquor.
2: You're correct, but I'm not a ghost. I'm a reaper.
0: Gabriella walks over to the liquor cabinet and grabs a bottle of gin, then pours some in her glass, then places the bottle back down.
1: Hmm. A
2: Grim Reaper. Ugh, I hate that term. It's so. grim. Why don't you just call me Emma?
0: Gabriella takes a drink.
2: Emma. That's my name. Reaper is a job title. Calling me Grim Reaper would be like calling you Singer or Alcoholic Murderess.
1: That was rude. I suppose it was. I apologize. I'll accept your apology if you leave my house.
0: Gabriella motions toward the door.
1: First,
2: I want you to hear my proposal. Fine. What? I've been a reaper for the better part of a century now. I've escorted thousands of souls to their final homes. It's been a rewarding career and one that I am proud of. But I'm tired. And now it's time to retire. The thing is, I can't retire until I've found
1: a suitable replacement. I'm sorry. Uh, Are you saying that the Grim Reaper can retire? Well, a Grim Reaper
2: can retire. There are many of us. We're sort of like a trade union.
0: Gabriella takes another drink.
1: Jesus, you're crazier than I thought says the drunken murderess. I'm not a murderess, though I can't argue with the drunken.
0: Gabriella holds her glass up.
2: Fine, whatever. The point is, I'd like to retire. And I was thinking, instead of dying, maybe you'd like to give reaping a try. I'd like you to leave my home.
0: Gabriella again motions toward the door.
2: Think about it. You'd be perfect for the job. I saw you push Marla Howard in front of that bus. Her death didn't bother you at all, and it still doesn't. You watched all three of your husbands die and barely shed a tear. In my defense,
1: they were assholes.
2: See, that's the kind of hardened sociopathic talk that would make you an excellent reaper. All that begging and pleading and wheedling for just a few more months, a few more days. Why, it just roll right off your shoulders.
1: Uh, I do dislike whining. Exactly.
2: And here's the best part. If you serve as a reaper for at least seven years, you get forgiveness for your earthly sins. Forgiveness? Who says
1: I need forgiveness?
2: Everyone. Literally everyone who has ever had any kind of relationship with you and everyone in the afterlife services. We all agree. You have much that needs to be forgiven.
1: And what happens if I refuse your offer?
2: Oh, well, then I take your soul tonight. Right now. And I'm afraid you'll be sent
1: to hell.
0: Emma stomps her foot on the ground.
1: Nonsense. I've lived an exemplary life.
0: Emma laughs laughs as Gabriella looks at her in disappointment.
1: I've provided music and joy to people all over the world for decades. You
2: just gave alcohol to children. Which made them happy. Oh, my God. You're just hopeless.
1: Which is exactly why you need to take me up on my offer. I don't need to do shit. All I need to do is sit in my chair, drink my gin, enjoy my music, and live out the rest of my life. But your life is over.
2: Either way, whether you take me up on my offer or not, it's all done now. Says who? Says me, the Grim Reaper.
1: I thought you said you were only a Grim Reaper. Jesus, would you just... You said you were part of a labor union, and that there were many of you, and that... I know what I said. Well, it doesn't hurt to remind you. I mean, crazy people often forget things since their thoughts are all a jumble. Emma sighs. sighs.
2: Look, are you accepting my offer
1: or not?
0: Gabriella. Points at Emma's mask.
1: I want you to take that ridiculous head off. Let me see your face.
0: Emma shakes her head.
1: No. Why not? You get hit with the ugly stick.
2: If you were to see my face, it would kill you
1: instantly. That's how it works. So, yes to the ugly stick.
2: Oh, I hate you so much.
1: Well, I'm not your biggest fan, either. This was a mistake. You're damn right it was. Now get out of my house! No. Like I said, it's your time. So you plan to kill me. Is that it? It's the
2: natural order of things. Everyone has to go sometime.
0: Gabriella hits her chest.
2: Not me. Even you. Oh.
1: I'm different. Yeah? How are you different? The Grim Reaper. Emma. Fine. The Grim Emma just showed up and told me everything. Like one of those villains in an old spy movie who gives away the entire plot. So? So while you've been sitting here prattling on and making false accusations, I've been planning this!
0: Gabriella pulls out a gun from the pocket of her robe.
2: Oh, a gun? Really?
1: I keep it in the liquor cabinet. I grabbed it when I got myself a drink. I hid it in my robes so you were none the wiser.
0: Emma looks over at the liquor cabinet, then back at Gabriella.
2: Who keeps a gun in the liquor cabinet? Me. You can't shoot me, Gabriella.
0: Without hesitation, Gabriella fires a round at Emma hitting her in the chest.
2: Okay, you can shoot me, but you can't kill me. See, all you did was tear the fabric.
0: Emma motions at her body and the fact that the bullet just tore the fabric but did nothing to her. Gabriella stares at Emma in shock.
1: Wh- 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 why aren't you dead?
0: Emma ignores Gabriella as she looks at her fur. <sighs>
1: No! You've ruined the fur. Oh, oh shit. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, that really is a beautiful trim.
0: Emma looks up at Gabriella.
1: It was a beautiful trim. Yes, I'm I'm sorry about that. Truly, I I, I would never hurt such a lovely fur on purpose.
2: It's fine. It's whatever.
1: Are you really the Grim Reaper?
2: A uh, reaper? Yes. What convinced you?
0: Gabriella points the gun at the hole in Emma's chest.
1: I shot you in the chest and you didn't even flinch. Oh. I guess I didn't really believe you until that happened. That's understandable. So will you
2: take me up on my offer? Become the next Reaper?
1: I just have to do one thing first. What's that? I have to see you without your mask. No. Yes.
2: It'll kill you. I'm sure it's not that bad. Look, it's not that it's bad, it's that... Hey!
0: All of a sudden, Gabriella springs at Emma trying to pull her mask off.
1: Stop that! Just for a second! I just want to see... You're being so stupid!
2: You were about to kill yourself, you idiot! Hold still!
0: Gabriella is able to get her fingers under the mask and jerks it off, then lets out a terrible scream before falling over dead. Emma looks down at Gabriella's dead body.
2: <sighs> Stupid woman!
0: Emma slides the mask back down, then gets up and walks over to the speaker turning the music back on.
2: You really did have a lovely voice, Gabriella. You could have made it all on your own, without killing anyone or sleeping with anyone's husband. And you had such unflinching elegance. You were evil, but you were evil with style.
0: The doorbell all of a sudden rings. Emma walks over to the door, opening it and finding Patrick from earlier.
2: Yes? Um, hi, is that lady here
0: from earlier?
2: You mean Gabriella Morrison?
0: Patrick tries his best to look around Emma. Yeah,
2: my dad is making me give this back.
0: Patrick holds up the bottle of alcohol.
2: You're returning the bottle of gin? Yeah. Huh, that's very obedient of you.
0: Patrick shrugs his shoulders.
2: I guess. How old are you, boy? Fifteen. Right. And you're interested in death?
0: Patrick leans back.
2: Um, what makes you say that? Well, aren't you?
1: I mean, sort of. A normal amount. Not a weird amount or anything. It's
2: definitely a weird amount. At home, on your nightstand, you have a book about different funerary rites in different cultures. Uh, sure. I read lots of stuff. Most of it to do with death, and you want to be a funeral director when you grow up. How do you? What's going on? Oh, I know all about you, Patrick.
0: Patrick takes a step back as he holds his hands up.
1: How do you know my name? Is this some kind of prank?
2: Eddie? Tucker? Are you guys in there?
0: Patrick again tries to look past Emma.
2: Your friends aren't here, Patrick. But why don't you come inside? I have a proposition for you. I
1: don't think that's a good idea.
2: Ah, stranger danger, very wise of you. How about this? We meet tomorrow in public. Perhaps I could show up at your school, meet your friends. I bet they'd like to hear all about your little taxidermy hobby, your collection of animal skulls. Oh, oh, or maybe I could talk to your father. I bet your dad is fully supportive of all of your endeavors.
1: No. No. I'll come in, okay? I'm coming in right now.
2: Excellent. Just don't be alarmed by the dead body on the floor, okay?
0: What? Patrick slowly steps into the house as Emma closes the door behind him. This concludes The Twisted Tale, A Halloween Visit. Remember to keep those ears open. For future twisted tales of madness and murder presents Anywhere podcasts are found